what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Gentlemen, welcome to episode four, volume two of Big Fan, the special Valentine Day edition for all you lovers out there. Hey, baby. <laughs> I'm Chad East, and I'm a big fan of Dolly Parton at the Grammys, festivals not called the Fire Festival, and vans with stripper poles. Wow. I don't think I can do very much better than that, but my name's Hank Imer, and I'm a big fan of spring weather, weather at the beginning of February. Watching little kids get crossed up and surprise videos of your co-host dancing at a charity event. Hey, I hear they're everywhere these days, Hank. They are. Everywhere. Hey, buddy, good to see you on February 12th. Yes. 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 Okay, coming to you live here from the Mesh Studios in beautiful downtown live? Hickory, North Carolina. It's live now when these people hear it. They're going to hear it recorded. Yes. But right now it's live. And we just saw, we actually just encountered something really, really cool. A star yeah. from Hickory. Yeah. We just ran into him here at the Mesh Studio. He was doing his funny stuff that he does, Mr. John Reap. Funny dude. Yeah, real funny dude. Um, look forward to some big, exciting things from John Reap here in the future, I would guess. Yep, yep. Um, if he's at the Mesh Studios, then you know he's doing some cool, exciting Up things. and coming. Up and coming, absolutely. No doubt about it. Well, Hank. Like I mentioned, we're coming to you in February, two days before Valentine's Day, and we already we we've all talked about uh, your hatred for Valentine's Day. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Let's do go back in time if we can, though, Hank, and let's try to remember a time where Valentine's Day was special to you before your heart became a lump of coal. Special or stressful? Well. Give me a fun Valentine story. Stressful, special, whatever it may be. Well, I remember one time I had chicken pox. Oh, God. All right? I had chicken pox, and I was at home, and I think I was a junior at this time. And, you know, there's no planning when it comes to Valentine's Day when you're a 16-year-old kid. Sure. So you had to buy flowers for a girl. You had to call, you call it, like, 11, right? <laughs> right. When they're, you know, they're already booked to the hilt. Sure. So you call it like 11. You're like, uh, yes, um, sir, I'm coughing up along. I'm dying. You know, <laughs> yes. I'm like, I need to, um, buy some roses and have them delivered to Hickory high school. And they're like, mm, yeah, right. We're going to jack this one up. Right? <laughs> so the same roses that were six forty five a month earlier cost $70. Absolutely. Do you know how much bartering I had to do with my parents? See, I'd be like, listen, I'm getting ready to do work for you for months. Yes. Just help me out here. Yeah, I would typically go more of the cheap route. I'm the kind of guy that would go to the convenience store and buy those single roses. You know, you could grab them for about $1.63. Yeah, I was famous for that. So, now, you know what's funny? Is that's the same trick you play on Christmas. You know, you say you go to CVS, CVS last minute. Yeah, Walgreens. But I do. So I was kind of born a romantic, if you will, Hank. So even since I was little, I always had this feeling of when I got a girlfriend or if I went on a date, I wanted it to be so special. So this is the cheesiest thing I've ever done, but I did it all through high school, which is awful. So when I'd go out on a first date with a girl, I would make sure that the car has got to be just 
impeccable, right? Clean as detail. a whistle. Very detailed. So I cleaned it all up Saturday because the way in Hickory things would work. Friday, you hang out with the homeboys. Yep. Saturday, that's date night in Hickory. That's how it went from when I was a freshman in high school throughout the years. Was it the same when you came up through high school? Do y'all do the same thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know you guys like had a horse and buggy, but <laughs> you know, back when we did it, it was the right. same exact way. Whatever. And uh, so anyway, I'd get the car all cleaned up. Me and Hunter and Will, we'd all meet on Saturday and and Roger, 10 in the afternoon or in the morning, clean it up, hang out all day, and then we'd go get ready for the dates around 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And on my way home, I'd always stop by, stop by Honey Pick and pick up that single red rose. Romantic. So romantic. All right, when the, pick the girl up, go to the door, of course, open the door, open the uh, car door. I would always have, like, Keith Sweat or something really R&B, very sexy song playing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, always. Yeah. Always. Always. Open the hey, door. Girl. Hey, baby, come on in. Come on in and check it out. Had this little lambskin uh, seat back cushions that were the cheesiest things ever. I fluff them up. Get them all nice and fluffy so that when they sat in there, it felt like they were sitting on a cushion of clouds. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, girl. You know what I'm talking about, baby? So anyway, that's uh, kind of how I remember. Was your car like, <laughs> Because, you know, I, we, I used to roll in some rough stuff oh, my first car, man. I, I You'd be I think that's so funny how when you turn 16, you can be rolling on trash. <laughs> And you think that your stuff sure. does not stink. Absolutely. I remember the first car I ever drove was a Cavalier convertible. The top. You had a convertible? Oh, Dang, listen. The top, the top had 45 holes in it. It smelled like mildew in there. And if you wanted to put the top down, you had to stick your fingers in the dash and about to electrocute yourself. It was awful. But you know what? I owned that thing. Hey, you had wheels, brother. You were getting to from here to there. I had a Carolina blue, which I hated the color, 1982 Ford Tempo two-door sedan. And the seat sat so far down. I'm a kind of a little fella. It sat so far down, I could barely see over the top So one uh, or see over the dashboard. Yep. So that's one reason I had the lamb skin seat cover, because it gave me another like little inch so sure. I could actually peer over the dashboard. You didn't have to put like uh, phone no, books? No books underneath there. No, right. that's, that's just all a, a, a myth. You know, it's uh, what do they call that when it's not really – you know what I'm talking about? Wives tale. Thank you. Yes. So Hank, you know, since we're starting here with our best Valentine's Day ever, which you don't seem to have many, and I had a few, let's move right into what Valentine's Day is about now. It's about a good movie, and more specifically, a good rom-com. And over the last 10 to 15 years, Hank, we've encountered many a good rom-com. Um, I know you have your top five. I've got my top five, too. But let me just give you a couple that didn't make my top five list that might be on someone else's. Um, the movie Say Anything, an exciting movie about love. And everyone remembers the scene where John Cusack is outside the window with this song playing by Peter Gabriel. Dun, dun. I can't remember what the name of the song is, but do you remember what I'm talking about? He's got no. the jam box out there. Another one that didn't quite make my my list the Wedding Singer, you know, Adam Sandler trying to make it as a wedding singer meets Drew Barrymore. You know, uh, he can't quite make it over the top with his band, but he does fall in love. You got a couple other ones that you really like, Hank? Um, you know, some of those, like my big fat Greek wedding. Absolutely. I had, like, had a big following. Got him on my list. Yeah. That's, that's that just missed. Yeah, that's that's kind of one. And then, you know, you've got a couple old ones that are all identical, and you can't believe that they – you can't pick them both. But, like, Sleepless in Seattle. Yes. You know, and there's other ones on there that might be on your list. 
that are like that one. So they, they didn't make my What was the common denominator? Like in the Sleepless in Seattle, if you remember, there was one like You've Got Mail. Tom Hanks was in a bunch of these rom-coms from like 1988 to 1994, let's say. So was uh, what was the chick in Sleepless in Seattle? Meg Ryan. Meg Ryan. Meg Ryan. Yeah. So she was in another one. I wouldn't consider this a rom-com, but it was when she was drunk. When a man loves a woman. That movie. Remember, she was the love interest of Andy Garcia. It was more of a depressing tale right. rather than a comic uh, comedy, but she was in that as well. I'm going to give you a couple more that go – Flashbacks from way back in the day, Sixteen Candles. Yeah, that's would a good you, one. you know what I'm saying? We, I would consider that a rom com. You know, you got the boy and the girl. It's a funny movie, and they they fall in love at the end. But now, Hank, let's start with our top five. Okay, right. go ahead and you start us off with number five, if you will. Number five on mine. I, I see the rom com. I don't care about the rom. I like the comedy. Yes, right. Okay. Got it. So uh, number five for me for getting Sarah Marshall. I thought that was hilarious. Yes. So I have not seen that movie in its entirety, but I did check out the top 100 movie rom-com movies listed, and for Guinness, it was number 10. Really? So the whole world loves this movie as a rom-com. Yeah. Good choice. I came in number five, and this is a little bit different, but I chose the movie Boomerang. All right, so Boomerang, like Boomerang. you know what I'm saying? Boomerang's a great movie. It was uh, maybe not as comedy field but you did have eddie murphy in it you did have martin yeah. lawrence you had um oh you had halle berry i mean good gracious yeah halle berry maybe her first movie you know when before she really made it big Gosh, eddie, she's hot oh movie. eddie murphy's love interest in that movie boomerang comes in at number five and if you guys don't have it get the soundtrack for boomerang 1992 you won't be disappointed that was it yep four hank um my four is um when harry met sally love it I like, you know, it's one of the old ones. It's probably, I mean, it's just a good movie. Yes. But, it, you know, that's the one that kind of mirrors Sleepless in Seattle. It's all, that's more, that's the only, you know, romantic movie that I probably have in my whole one. To be honest, I think When Harry Met Sally, which we'll talk about here in my list a little bit higher up, if you will, was the first romantic comedy. In my opinion, that's what I believe. Number four for me is, you know, this is off of the beaten path. You would put this as probably your top four comedy movie of all time. I'm going Wedding Crashers, and this is the comp, the romantic part of it. You know, it's all about he he and that girl trying to get together at the end. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? Yep. I'm going number four, Wedding Crashers. I dig that. I mean, I think that that's not a bad choice you yep. made there. Um, my number three, isn't that what we're on, number three? Number three. All right. My number three is 40-Year-Old Virgin. Okay. Yes. Right. I didn't even think about that one as being one, but yes, it fits the criteria. Right. Right. Um. I did. Is that the movie where Steve Carroll was sitting down and they he got waxed and he yells Kelly Clarkson? I heard some inside information regarding that. The he actually really got waxed in real life, right. and the person that did it was not a real professional. Like, not saying she was off the street, but it might have been just one of the the extras. Right. When she ripped off around his nipple, it almost took his nipple off. That was that. Is that, would that be not? Be the worst thing ever. Ever. Oh, God. So no wonder he said Kelly Clarkson out real right. loud. Uh, my number three is another oldie but goodie. But, man, you wouldn't think about this when you think about rom-coms. But 
coming to America. Think about this. He look. He left Africa to find his true love, and the whole movie was about him finding her at McDowell's or McDougal's or whatever it's called. McDowell's. Thank you. The big what was Mick. the name of the big house? The Big Mick. Thank you very much. That movie. You know they're coming out with a Coming to America two in two thousand twenty. Suck. It can't be as good as the original. Number three for me. Coming to America. Coming to America. That's a great pick. Do you know? Do you know which one? I've only seen it one time, and I liked it, but. You know, it's not like a historically good. Have you ever seen uh, Friends with Benefits? Ashton Kutcher? No, it's oh uh, Justin Timberlake. Justin Timberlake. Yes, that's a pretty good one. I'll say that one's in there. Okay. Um, no, I mean, didn't make the list, but yeah. I was just thinking, sitting there thinking about you know ones that may be able to do it. The one, my next one that I would say would be on there is uh, something about Mary. Yes, fabulous movie, fabulous movie. Because that movie, it's I guess its main focus is Mary and the dude trying to win her affection. Yep. Yep. I'm going to go a little bit more. It's let's let's. I, the, my last three have been kind of like Wedding Crasher, Coming to America, Boomerang with Eddie Murphy, all these funny people in it. Right. This one's a little bit more serious, but this one actually, I saw it at the movie theater, and I went back three times. This is embarrassing, but it was Pretty Woman, right, with Richard Gere and Julia Roberts. Why are you looking at me like that? Because it, it was a good movie, but I mean. Three times, buddy. I can remember. I was in. I want to say I was in eighth grade when it came out, and I don't know. There was something about that movie that I just loved. Granted, I was on date. You know, I take the girl that I was going with to the movie to go see Pretty Woman. So that was my excuse. Hey, she really wanted to see it. We're deep inside. I wanted to see it. Deep inside. Deep inside. Coming into number two, Pretty Woman. That's that's unfortunate. I've learned Thank quite you. a bit about you yes. um, tonight or today live down here, um, <laughs> but. I would say my number one is from your list, and it's coming to America. Oh, I mean, what kind of wow? I mean, yes. that's the comedy is through the roof, and he's doing it for love. Of course, it's going to be the rom com, yes. right? But Eddie Murphy, when he sings out on the street and they're telling him to shut up, yes. I mean, come on. <laughs> Do you remember what was the band? To, to be loved, to be loved. Yes, and, great. and how about Sexual Chocolate? Oh, remember, yeah. Sexual Chocolate comes out there. Arsenio Hall, he was in that movie too. Just a Great, great movie. My number one, you already mentioned it as your number four, is When Harry Met Sally. And the reason this movie, this movie moved me, Hank. I would actually put When Harry Met Sally in my top ten of all-time movies, not just rom-coms. It comes in at number one for me from the beginning to the end. It just was a fabulous movie about friendship, about heartache, and in the end, about love, Hank. About love. Did you say you like that pause right there for effect? I didn't. You had an about effect love, on me. About love, yes, yes. Yep. So that wraps up our rom-com top five movies for Valentine's Day. Okay, all you lovers out there, you go rent these on Netflix, whatever you have to do. Um, and then, you know, after the movies and you're feeling all excited and just go on and get in the bed. Right, Hank? Goodness. <laughs> we got a weird turn over here real quick. Oh, yes. Are we almost done? Oh, I think, need to get out of this room. I think it's a wrap. Um we were talking about earlier in our big fan segment, our top three big fan, whatever we do. You mentioned the Grammys. I mentioned Dolly Parton, and I know you wanted to talk about the Grammys a little bit. Tell me, the, there were some great performances, right? Did one stand out amongst the rest? What do you take? What can you take from this Grammys? Um, I, everything I kind of read about it is it, it kind of stunk. Like everybody's <laughs> saying it kind of stunk. You know, did you watch it? I did. I watched you know bits and pieces of yeah. it. I wasn't sitting down and watching it, but I watched bits and pieces of it. I think the, uh, you know when, um, oh gosh, who's the 
the host. Alicia. Alicia. Keys, when yes. Alicia sat down and did her... Phenomenal. Yeah, when she did it on both pianos, that was pretty good. I thought that, that was probably pretty good. How can you not love... She is like the sweetest, most... Te- you know, when you look yeah. at her, she just looks like she's full of love and heart and just right. as sweet as can be. Right. Sweet as can be. And it, that was a good part. You know, I, I, I don't listen to country, but... Hammered it was that Casey Musgraves. Good, that's who I have her on my list as the number one number one performance of the night. Yeah, she she was awesome. Yeah, she was she was pretty good. Yeah. And um, you know, I thought Lady Gaga stunk it up. I didn't really like that performance. I didn't either. And there's two other country guys that were that sang. He was doing the piano, and the other guy was doing the Shay, tequila. Dan and Shay. Yeah. yeah, tequila. That was okay. Yeah, but um, I mean, I think that the uh, Alicia Keys, and I think that that Casey Musgrave yeah. girl. I mean, I don't listen to country, but I might start. No doubt. That album, so because of the Grammys, I, I didn't know any of her songs, so I downloaded a few. That whole album is great, so yeah. check it out. There was also a performance by someone named Brandy Carlisle. I don't know if you know, she was a folk singer. She sang this song called The Joke, number two performance. Great. Then a performer performer by the name of Her. Yep, saw She reminded me of Prince. And then the Monet, no, Monet girl, you know, yep. her performance was great. She reminded me of Prince, too. Shoot, they all remind me of Prince because the performance was really, really good. The performance I did not like was Post Malone mm-hmm. and the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I like the Chili Peppers. Post yeah. Malone, I thought he'd be better. It was not very good. I didn't like Travis Scott. That thing stunk. I didn't even watch that one. Yeah, it was, it was not good. But Dolly Parton. She gave a good performance. She's like 73 years old. She looks awesome. She you know, it's like a handbag is what she looks like. I mean, that <laughs> stuff is tight. Yes, it is. You know who really sucked? And I hate to say this because I, her body is fantastic. But Katy Perry, I think she's forgotten how to sing. Forgot you, how to sing. Did you see her up there? She couldn't hold a note. She looked like she was trying to dominate the stage. Dolly's up there with her and Casey Musgraves on the other side doing just perfectly. Well, Katy Perry's trying to... Do all this dancing and all this stuff to take away from Dolly. Come on, Katie, just sing. Well, I know you, why you didn't because she can't sing anymore. Oof. What's wrong with you? Yeah. Putting her on Front Street. I'm telling you, man, I was not impressed. Um, any surprises here for the Grammys of the award? Oh, Childish Gambino. He won for Record and Song of the Year. This is, no, this is America. Yeah. Right? And that's yeah. that song we played yep. a couple podcasts ago. Um, you like Childish Gambino? Yeah, I like I mean, I like him. I think that. It, <clears throat> you know the he uses his platform for statements you know yeah. which is his his ability to do it i didn't like drake coming out and you know dissing the grammys because Did he? The, yeah 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 his whole speech was about it like how like this trophy doesn't mean you're a good artist so don't think that you know when you have wow. kids in the crowd singing your songs and in your hometown this yes. You got, he's like, it's not a level playing field. And we got people that have their own opinions and agendas judging us. Mm-hmm. And at the end of, you know, it's not like a sport where you hold up a trophy because you want it. It's just I'm looking at an executive in the back who likes me. Right. So, I mean, you know, just take your award. Thank you. Be gracious. Take right? your award. Yeah. Get off the stage. You like Drake? You look like a Drake fan. I know you used to be a big Drake fan. I don't, no, listen, I like some of his music. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, it's just it's there's some artists that are talented that – I over their their views overshadow what they do. Like I do not like Kanye West. Me either. I I do not like him. I think he is so full of himself, and he ruins any talent that he has. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean the fact that like when he jumped on stage in front of Ta- uh, Taylor Swift, and I mean all that stuff. It's just come on. Yeah, you're taking yourself too serious. Lighten right? up. Lighten up. Lighten up, Buttercup. And I think and I think Drake's going down that road. 
Yeah, they think they're too big for their britches now. You know what I'm saying? They got this big head. They got in, talent. Inflated head. Very talented, you know, but hey, inflated head. You know Jay-Z? You know, you don't, yeah. you're not ruling other... You can sing. You prove that. Mm-hmm. Don't. Don't. Don't you do it. Don't. Don't you Because dare. I like, you know, I mean, but it's like Kanye. Kanye's a good artist. And I'm not going to take that one. I'm buying any of his records. Never. So overall, the year 2018 in music, would you say it was a good year? Let's rank it from an A to an F. What are you giving the year 2018? Well, I think music? every music's different. Like, I mean, it might have been an A in country, but it might have been a D in rock. Yeah. You know, I think um, it was a bad year for uh, rap. Yeah. I mean, Drake won best. He's for it. That song, would, you know, whatever one that. It, God's plan. God's plan. Yes. Well, you know, I mean, there's all that. Like, I like J. Cole. And I don't know if mm-hmm. we've ever talked about him. But he, he like, raps like real yes and he was kind of even made a song that's called 1985 and it talks about how everybody that's rapping right now is on a trend and you're trying to get you're not rapping from your heart you're just trying to get on the radio and he was like that all is going to stop and the people that are listening to you the 14 15 16 year olds they're going to realize your crap right and that isn't going to work mm-hmm. and so and that's all that came out this year yeah and so i think that that's part of the problem maybe i need to listen to a little j cole he's good boy. sounds like he probably would be worth listening to Hi, I'm Alan. I'm Chris. And we're the co-host of Foot Candle Films, a movie review and film discussion show here on TheMesh.TV. Each episode, we talk about some new movies, cover some film news, and have some recommendations. And trust us, we're just as likely to talk about the latest Jim Jarmusch film as we are the newest Transformers installment. Hold on, don't get too crazy. Uh, well, okay, maybe not that bad. But you can find our show and all our episodes on TheMesh.TV. Plus, you can subscribe to get new episodes delivered right to your computer or mobile device. We'll see you in the ticket line. Uh, staying on the music tip, so you know this pseudo band that I'm in, right? It's pseudo, all right. Yes, which we haven't practiced in probably six months. We haven't had a gig in longer. Do you think that's an indication of <laughs> success at a bar? I'm just saying, I mean, you know, when people aren't calling you back and banging down the door. Hey, hold on, Moose, do do people call you all the time and ask you to play? All the time, his look. We don't. He's really, got a band. Well, Moose and promotes. His, he promotes his his he band. Have to. I've heard his band. His I, band's good. He, we don't he's promote. got people coming after him. That's not what we're trying to achieve. What y'all doing this weekend? We, we're just what trying, y'all band? We're, we're just your, trying to have a little fun. What's That's your band doing, doing this weekend? I, we're not getting together. How about man? next? I don't think we're getting. You got together. an open calendar three weeks from <laughs> now? I think we do. Enough I think said. We do. Moose, think. I'm sure you're playing the next three weeks. See, statesful. He's, he's a professional, though. We're he's just traveling. He's a professional musician. I'm. We're just scrubby old dudes trying to have a little fun. Back to but, your band. But so back to the band. So we found another place that would take us on. They're in Morganton, and so they said that we can come take on, you on, take us on. That's awesome because it's open mic night, and so it's a Wednesday. So if you want to come join us, I think we're going tomorrow, Wednesday night, Morganton. You can catch a ride with us. There's no way I'm catching a ride with y'all. What are you talking about? You go home at 4 a.m. That's it. Listen. You, Not on Wednesday. That's how you trap people in. Just jump in the car with us. I'll, I'll get you back home, bro. No, you won't. <laughs> yeah, your wife will see you at 5 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, really? Yeah. But anyway, it's open mic? Is I, it's it like some little bar. Chuck E. Um, Cheese kind of deal? It might be, yeah. Um, I can't remember the name of this place. It's probably kind of like Chuck E. Cheese. But anyway, they say there were four other uh, performers that – performed last Wednesday I wasn't able to attend and one of them dressed up like a tin man and so they were doing like robot moves and like a robot kind of rap so that's what we're up against here so I'm hoping 
we can bring the house down. This sounds like a really interesting <laughs> yes, open I, mic night. I think you might want to come check it out. There might have been some dude reading poetry. You know, we're up against them. So I think we might be able to hold our own against I them. You could probably get a crowd. frappuccino there. You know, <laughs> it's like one of those so, things. Yeah, Maybe a guy so. comes up with a violin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come check it out with us, man. Or if y'all want to check it out, I don't know the name of the place, but just uh, Google Open Mic Night Morganton, right? Right. And uh, see what y'all can find out. We'll be there on Wednesday. Is it um, at Catawba? Huh? Huh? Somewhere in Morganton. Oh, but listen, you got to If you're going to bring in details, let's bring in details. <laughs> That's all I got. That's all I got all for right, you. I no, got I'm not helping you. I'm not poetry helping you. and violence. I'm not helping you. Open us. Mic Nights. Um, well, so last Tuesday, you know, a week ago, I'm going to bring up something that truly affected me deeply. So as we've talked here before, I'm a big sports fan. I'm an NC State fan. And I was had the, uh, the opportunity, which was very kind, of some people that were Carolina fans to say, hey, Chad, we got an extra ticket. We're which, kind people. Yeah, because you're a Carolina fan? Yep. Yes. Thank you for letting the audience know that's why you're a prick. All right. So anyway, these people gave me, they were nice enough to say, Chad, come ride with us. So it, imagine this van. We, I, you know, this van came to pick us up at the it's bus. It's a bus. Yeah, it's not really a van. It's a bus. And in the middle of the bus is a full fledged stripper pole, right in the heart of the bus. You know, maybe and they're firefighters. <laughs> maybe so. Maybe so. I didn't question it. They're Carolina fans. I don't know what they do in their spare time. Okay, but that's the transportation we had. Two state fans, ten Carolina fans. We traveled down Interstate Forty on our way to Chapel Hill. Stopped in a little place in Durham. We stop in Durham? No, Carborough. Armadillo Grill. Ever been there? Pretty good. Pretty tasty mm-hmm. food. Have a couple of cervezas and whatever else we do before we get in there. So by the time the game starts at 8, we get in there about 7.45. Can I ask you a question? Please. What is the ratio, like, bottle to air that is going on <laughs> on your way down there? Man. Because I know you're a bottle, like a, yes. a bottle guy, big bottle guy. Yep. So this is what we saw down there. There was a some fireball sightings. Mm-hmm. Not the little pint size, the little airplane bottles. We've got fifth size fireball. Multiple bourbon bottles because a lot of the dudes that went are hunters and they like they like bourbon. They want to stay warm. They want to stay warm in the cold, cold winter. Saw some whiskey. Uh, there's a half gallon of Tito's was there. So a lot of that kind of. Right. And, and so we made an effort to really dive, dive, yeah, dive deep, deep. On our way down there. Okay. So we get down there at 745, and, you know, we've all been enjoying ourselves. And so I'm pretty riled up right now. I'm pretty fired up. We're going to the State Carolina game. There's a lot of energy in, in the here. Dean Dome. In the Dean Dome. Wearing red? The, this is the big part of the story. Story. I wore a black shirt with a red belt and a pair of jeans. So I didn't want to be con- in, or conspicuous. You're a state fan. It, it, that that okay. points out you're a state. But I didn't have I didn't want to be red and have a wolf pack hat on or right. head head uh, you know right. thing on and pom-poms. I wanted to be kind of cool. And so we had really good seats probably everybody together. No. So we split up at, we had 12 of us. We split up in three groups of four and I happened to be with a group of three Carolina fans and just me which were real cool dudes. I I didn't mind. It was awesome. But the thing was, when we walk into the aisle where we're sitting, I noticed four, I'd say 23- or 24-year-old punks immediately behind us. And they look at me like they wanted to – It's on. They wanted to – 
they wanted to start a little static. They were trying to get a rise out of me. Just, I could just tell by looking at them like they were – as soon as I walked down there, I'm first in line. There was – so I sit down, and I happen to be right in front of the last dude. Okay? Right. And so and as soon as I sit down, they start talking about how much Carolina is better than state just in everything. We're so much smarter. And they're trying just to get a rise out of me. Right. And so Hank, I do a simple like one of these, you know, which is I'm turning around just looking at them. Not say anything, and then I turn back around. I don't say a word. Fatal the game move. Ain't even, huh, fatal move. Fatal move. So acknowledging them. I should have never should have been ignored acknowledged. them. Should have Everybody ignored them. knows this. Exactly. So the game starts, and State's kind of in it. It's like eight to eight. We're right in the game, and I'm giving a couple. Eight to eight. You're eight right to, in the game. <laughs> I'm giving a couple. Just a little claps like that. No, rah, just a. Well, then it starts getting a little hairy. A little chippy. Twelve to eight. Fourteen eight. 18 8, mm-hmm. 26 to 8. Now the kid, now here they come. Chirping. Here they come in my ear. Relentless. So it's coming out of the right side from this group over here. Then the left side all feel like they're coming on top of me. And so my buddies, the Carolina fans, were like, whoa, man, they're really coming hard at you right now. I'm like, yeah, dude, exactly. What? I'm trying to be cool. Am I being cool? And they're like, you're being cool. Just stay cool. All keep, right. Keep, keep, cool. Me, keep you cool. Keep you cool. So when they get Carolina gets up by thirty at this point, now it's I mean they're basically throwing pop popcorns like flying over my head. They're taking their knee, hitting in the back of my chair. I can't take it anymore. Right. So Jake, one of my buddies that was that were with me, they moved seats so they're beside me, and so they're even looking back at the people like, dude, you're embarrassing. Calm down, you know, relax, calm down. Well, I can't take it anymore. So I get up and stand up and look at all of them just. Because, you know, I'm big and bold and Enforcer. The enforcer's here. And just, like, all kind of stare at them. I need to leave anyway because I've been sipping on Crown while I've been sitting in the chairs. Yeah. And So there's 12 minutes left in the second half, and I just happened to walk out of the game. So you gave him the hairy eyeball. I, gave him the, I, know I, sh- I should have just punched him, but I can't punch anybody. I gave him the look. Then I walk out, and the funniest thing is, I don't know. I, I just want to get out of there. When I'm walking up the aisle, I see two more state fans. We walk out together. <laughs> we walk out together. They probably were encountering the same similar For situation. Sure. Sure. So we walk out at the exact same time. We get out, and, and a, a couple guys had already left the game, and they were at the van waiting anyway. So it worked out okay. But what do you do in a, a, a situation like that? You're in enemy territory, and you're being cool, but these dudes want you to do something. Right. Do you stay cool? Do you punch them? You have to. Do you pour your drink on their head? What do you do? You have to. And it's not even about being manly or doing whatever. Right. You got too much to lose. That's very true. 21-year-old doesn't have anything to lose. Yes. They don't even care. He probably has a record, right? Yes. What you do? What? What's the goal? They're probably egging you out. I hope he punches me. I'll sue him. Probably you know? So. so, I mean, to me, I could care less about people hammering me like that. Do you know what they were wearing? Imagine what these 23-year-old punks. I'll paint a picture. Was it cold? It's cold. Okay. They're probably wearing khaki pants. Yes. They're probably wearing Sperry shoes. Yes, absolutely. They're wearing a baby blue collared shirt underneath their Patagonia snap tee. Bingo. They had their Costas on their head (laughs) underneath a visor, and they had a bald spot on the back. What a picture you paint. So three of the four did. The other one had a shirt, you know, like a button-down shirt that had a pattern, and then the Carolina blue sweater tied around the neck with the Costas. Yeah, the the sunglasses up on top of their head. So 
looking at him. You want to punch him just for looking like that's that. Just, you that's know? just a 22 year old. That's exactly that's 22 year old punk. But um, that's just a 22 year old. And you know, you listen. I'm a Carolina fan, and I'm not defending them. But you know, you go some places, and it gets hostile. Yeah. You go watch a Giants game and try to wear an Eagles jersey. Oh, forget you get killed. You get killed. My brother, I'm gonna tell a quick story about my brother in law is a Baltimore Raven fan. Yeah, you got the Nutcracker. Did he enjoy it? What are you talking about? You got him a Baltimore Raven. Oh yeah, <laughs> actually, he really did like that Nutcracker. Fantastic. Yes. So anyway, we're at a Jacksonville. Why I'm at a Jacksonville Baltimore game? I have no idea. But we're in Jacksonville and. Jacksonville, I don't know if you're very familiar with the area, but there's a rowdy crowd in there. There's a lot of motorcycle gangs in Jacksonville, okay? Who would have thought they liked football? Yes, who, who would have thought that? Anyway, we're at the game, and I'm like, Todd, before because my brother-in-law has been known to have a loud mouth, especially after 48 Miller Lights, and he will – he just talks a lot of trash. Right. And he's a real tall dude, and I guess maybe he thinks he can get away with it. But we're in enemy territory. He's got a Baltimore Ravens jersey on the whole nine. He's probably about 18 deep for this 1 o'clock Sunday game. Not too many people in the crowd, but I look over to my right, and there's some my motorcycle gang group of fellas over there to the right. By the second quarter, Todd is in full just yap, 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 yap to them. And I'm like, dude, listen, I love you and all. But if they start coming over here, I am out because they will kill us, you know. Yeah. So keep your mouth shut. Let's just get through this game. Luckily, our wives weren't there. So halftime goes, and they the, the second half, they weren't back yet. Third quarter, you know, the motorcycle game went there. So Todd was feeling frisky again. Sure enough, here they come. I just said, Todd, let's leave. I got them. We just got the hell out of there because if we would have probably stayed five more minutes, uh, like a brass knuckle would have popped, you know, flown over the the – Stands and popped him right in the face yep. or something, or a nunchuck, yep. or a Chinese star. Who knows? But you might have been pulled into you know male slavery. <laughs> you never you know. know. I like sold you exactly. I mean, I would go for a pretty penny too. I would guess. Who knows about but, that? What do you think? But anyway, so I guess the proper etiquette when you're in enemy territory, kind of keep your mouth shut, don't bring any attention to yourself, yep. and just get through the game. Hey, if if it gets to that point, you got to defend, but. Yeah. Certainly don't get aggressive. Yes. You know, don't be the instigator. Heck no. Yeah. Well, anyway, that ride back home, the the bad part was us getting beat by 26 or whatever. But it was we finished off the rest of the, all the fun stuff, and we got home at a decent hour. I guess maybe about 1 o'clock in the morning on a Tuesday. A decent hour. Oh, See, I mean, this is the, the difference. Game. I mean, for the game, we had a long trip. That's the difference between <laughs> me and you. A decent hour. About 1 o'clock. Yeah. It's early. I bet you bad. you stayed up. I did. Actually, I made a couple phone calls when I got home. I talked to some of my homeboys. I probably went to bed about 2.30. Yeah. Yeah. Tuesday night. Tuesday night. Typical, typical Tuesday. Good work. Thank you. Um, anything else on our – oh, I know we've got one other thing on our list to, to talk about. So this past weekend we had the Hickory Museum of Art Gala, the 75th anniversary of the Hickory Museum of Art, which turned out to be just a wonderful evening. It was. Did you it enjoy fun. yourself? I did. You know, got yep. to see all you yep. people – you yeah. got to you know, act like we were sophisticated. Yes, we you were know? dressed in tuxedos. Dressed in tuxedos. Do you know what I thought was hilarious when Tell I got me. into the art museum? Yes. You know, it's a, it's a time to celebrate the art museum. And uh, I look around, and knowing the crowd that's going to be there, <laughs> they have pulled off all the paintings <laughs> in the art museum because they know there's going to be wine thrown around. Yeah, or, no sculptures to be tipped over no, anywhere to be seen. No. They move all the fine art out of the way of the dance floor. It was out sure. of the it was out of the room. Yeah. And they had little pictures of the art that was there. And they were like, <laughs> come back and see it because it's here and it's really nice. It's hilarious. But um, yeah, that you know, it was funny because, you know, there was 
some finger food and you know there was open bars or i mean there were bars and yeah and then you know the music started and uh you could have been first second third out there i can't remember well i was i was first and then i realized i didn't have my good dancing shoes on i don't know if you know this but i carry a pair of dancing shoes when you i brought shoes with you yes so I have well, they're, they're my go-to dancing shoes. Can I say something? Please. I've lost all respect for you. <laughs> Look, I'm a dancer, dude. Everywhere I go, I'm expected to dance. So I've got to have my best dancing shoes with me. Who when expects I da- this? Dude, come on. Your fans? Co- yes. Come on. We know who they are. If y'all want to text me right now, you'll hear this phone blowing up here in a second. Text- We're not live. <laughs> oh, yes, that's right. <laughs> But anyway, so I was on the floor, the music comes on, and it was DJ Joe Bunn, this DJ from Chapel Hill. When I was at state uh, at school at NC State, he would come to Raleigh and perform. He's just awesome DJ. So I go to the car, get my shoes, bring them back. So I'm probably about third on the floor. Third, third on, on the floor. floor. Third on the floor, yeah. Yeah, I saw I, you out there early. Saw, and then, you know, my wife, she hones in on it. She got out a there quick. She's a she dancer. She got out there quick. And then yeah. I came out a little bit later on. Saw you out there. Yep. So it was, it was fun, man. Do you... I noticed there are a few of our friends that never get on the dance floor. Yeah, there's. I mean, it's just. It, and listen, I'm not judging them. Of course not. It's it's a it's I'm, a how comfortable you feel it's out a preference, there. Yeah, it's how comfortable you feel. And you know, I mean, my thing is, is you want to dance. You want to be out there from start to finish. I love it. Yeah, you want to be out there I from start it. from finish. Yeah, I like dancing. I just don't like four hours of dance, right? I mean, right. can I have a drink, sit over there, talk to somebody, maybe come in, dance a couple songs, then get yeah, out, sure, then drink, yeah. a drink, and then come in, talk, you know, give a high five, yeah, and maybe grab a, a date wrapped in bacon, <laughs> I don't know, and then head back out there. Yeah, that's kind of my deal. Yeah, but like Reagan, she's like you. Like anytime I try to make a break for it, she's like, it's only been five songs. Right, come I'm on. Like, I, I know I need a headband. <laughs> and I'm sweating. Yeah, to death I was over a here. sweaty mess out there. I remember giving Michael Banks a hug, and he was like, God. Dang, because I mean, I was completely filled with sweat. My entire shirt was sweaty, head sweaty. I needed a headband too. But anyway, it was a great, great night. And I think there's another, the Heartball is coming up. So it's another tuxedo event that you could dance at. Will you be there? Yeah. Okay, cool. I'll be there too. So we've got that to look forward to. And then this weekend, um, anything special going on in Hickory, Hank? Anything going on with you? We've got. no all-star games. No sport. you got your baseball stuff going on, which, by the way, how's it going? It's going well. You know, I mean, it's just so funny to watch. And this is just sports in general. You know, these nine-year-old kids, ten-year-old kids, they're learning stuff that I didn't learn until junior high or high school. Hmm. You know, I mean, just like it's just you have so much time with them, and they've they've done. It's it's just kind of interesting how it like kind of evolves, but it also points out how kids get burnt out. Sure, you know what I mean. Like so, like just this baseball team team in general we're working on pickoff moves and at, at nine wow you know that doesn't yeah. you know that's not i didn't learn that till middle school sure right yeah so i mean it's kind of interesting to just kind of see that evolution but it really comes down to no pressure situations you know we're not i, I tell people all the time is like i'm not trying to make the best nine-year-old you know i'm just trying to have a nine-year-old have fun and mm-hmm. hopefully fundamentally be good when he's in high school yeah not great I'm not trying to build an MLB star. Right. Just enjoy the have sport it. enough have a good time. to want to play yeah. it and want to get better. Sure. You know, I mean, that's that's part of it is – and, you know, I, I think the, the, the thing is with kids and working out, like, 
figuring out is kids don't want to put in the time because they think of time as these huge chunks. And I've sold Harris on the fact that, you know, you want to go hit. And he was like, he used to be like, eh, I don't want to go. We go, and I'm like, it's only going to take us 45 minutes. Yeah. And we'll go, and we'll hit for 45 minutes. He's back. He can play some Fortnite. You know, he's, yeah. and now it's always like, yeah, I'll go hit. Let's hit. It's a short period of time. Mm-hmm. And so if you get them to figure out that, hey, it ain't that long. Right. You know, it ain't that, you know, let's, let's just do something to get a little bit better. Yeah. And he's passionate about the sport, the sports too, right? Yeah, he, lo- yeah, he, he loves loves every. He, I mean, he loves he it loves all. That at all. Yeah. yeah, so that helps a lot too. Yeah, I was talking to one daddy um, that his kids are in fourth grade, and he said he already has his kids honed into one sport. Oh. That, that's how they're going to play. I'm like, oh. I was like, you know they're only in – actually, they're not even in fourth grade. They're in second grade. That's ridiculous. And I'm like, come on, man. Let them play all these other sports. He was like, no, they really don't want to. I'm like, man, they probably do. But anyway, that's for well, that's a story for another time. That second, that second grader could be 6'8", 300. Yes. He could be 5'1", one, right. 110. Right. I mean, what you're pitching Let them him? play them all. Let them do it all. Figure out what they like to do. Let's – let be a concert violinist. Who yeah, knows? You never know. You never know. But anyway, Hank, uh, good having you back in the studio. Appreciate it. Yeah, glad good, to be here. I'm good. glad to see you. I was. Hey, it was good. fun spending some time with you this weekend. At the until the the right the first note hit, you were gone. <laughs> see ya. Yes. Um, I just I just love to dance, Hank. I just love to dance. So we'll end it with this one. We're going to be back in two weeks. Um, we never really got to talk about. Did you win any Super Bowl bets? We didn't get to talk I about. I won that. a ton of Super Bowl. Did bets. you really? And all the ones I talked about wanting to bet, I ended up not even betting. I won a ton. God, Prop God. bets. I took like the uh, Brady's yardage and the over. I took the over on the national, national anthem, anthem, which was the lock of the year. Coin flip. Yeah. Um, Gronk, Gronk receptions. Man, you did have a good day. Second half Patriots. Wow. Patriots for the game. I mean, it was a special night. It, it would have really been special if I'm more of a man and would bet more than $5 at a time. <laughs> it's still fun, though. But it was just fun. Well, congratulations to How you, How about buddy. you? Did you get rant, Yeah, not too good. Uh, we traveled kind of not far away, but 20 minutes away driving for the Super Bowl. And so we left at halftime. When you got to leave in the middle of the party, I can never really fully get into it, fully vested into the Super Bowl. Yeah. I want to be at a spot where I'm there for the whole shebang. What did you think about the uh, halftime show? Didn't even watch it. Did you not? No, I didn't care for it. I watched it, and I was thoroughly disappointed. Yeah, I didn't want to Did not it. think it was very good at yeah, all. I was trying to make some nachos or something. <laughs> You're good at that. <laughs> all right, guys. Until next two or two weeks from now, this is Hank and Chad signing off of the Big Fan. Peace. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.